It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 250, 250, 250 for the start of October 2023. I feel like I'm about 250 because of this month alone, and it's just started. I'm Steve Wright, one of your co-hosts. Uh, ben Salter, I'm not going to say that you are 250 because that would be rude. How are you feeling? Feeling like I'm 250. Uh, I can't believe we made it. We've been doing this show for a long time. I didn't even realize we're hitting a milestone. doesn't feel like that long ago we got to 200. So we've been kicking along since we restarted and we've become a weekly show this year. We used to be weekly, I think, when we started like in 2013, I'm going to say. 12, yeah. 13, 14, one of those years. Not a fact-based show. 250 and no. never, never will be. And the first 50 I'd have lost anyway. So it doesn't really matter when they were. One of them was like PAX Australia, like was a pretty early episode, which makes me think that PAX is 10 years old as well. So it must be close to it. The one in the shed that was like, or in the tent mud, or just the, mud. We got like shed and drowned. mud. Yeah. Yeah. Because we turned the panel that you and I were on into just a podcast episode. Must be one of the first episodes, like a pretty early so. one. Well, you can go back. Most of those, we lost some in the middle, but I think some of those, the early ones are still there. If you want, just go and look through the podcast feed and you can hear us talk about games from so long ago. You'll probably Ancient. have to Wikipedia them to figure out what they are first. Um, well, not really, because I guess as a sort of segue, we've turned 250 episodes. Assassin's Creed has turned 15. And I know this because you and I have both played Assassin's Creed Mirage. Your review is out by the time people hear this. But, you know, they, they've gone into that, Ubisoft being they, have gone into that weird, like, Star Trek, Star Wars, big franchise. Like, now it has to have this, like, franchise opening title credit thing. And, like, that's how mm. the Assassin's Creed one ends. It ends with, like, AC-15. So I'm assuming it's 15 years. Or maybe it's just... It is. It is. 2007 15. was 15 years ago. More, actually. So that math doesn't quite check out. But that's what they're going with. <laughs> it could be 15 iterations of assassin's creed this year is is what that could refer to who knows it's got to be more than that so we'll talk we'll talk about assassin's creed mirage in a second but i guess because it's 15 years or more or less and i don't know how many versions of of or sequels i guess is a better word have, have spawned but there's a lot of assassin's creed history that i guess we should probably try to do our best to summarize and we're probably going to do a better mm. job of assassin's creed than of our own podcast so how do yeah. you, where do we begin well i think it's important because mirage is trying to look back on purpose so to do that we probably need to look back before we look on the forward thing mm-hmm. um so i would say the first game is like a, it's it's the most quintessential start of a franchise that didn't quite nail it game ever so many new series have done the same thing where the first game is it's good it kind of sets the tone but it's really the sequels or assassin's creed 2 that really launched the series and it kind of it nailed everything and it turned it into what it became for years after that yeah uh, and heaps of stuff like kind of demon souls is kind of similar to then dark souls getting it right um but yeah two's the one if, if people think about when did assassin's creed start for you i think a lot of people will start with two and then it had a million sequels, it felt like. It was really only kind of the, the two direct sequels to that game, which was Brotherhood and Revelations. Maybe not in that order. I can't remember which way around they yeah. are now. It was a trilogy all up. And it, like people, you yeah. think of Assassin's Creed and you most likely think of Ezio Auditore de Firenze. Of that trilogy. Yeah. Because it's fun to say that too. That's, you know, for anything else, it's just his name is quite enjoyable. 
I could. I, what's the guy? Altair is the name of the first guy. I had to yeah. think about that. Where Ezio just kind of like right. is always it's, in my brain. Yeah, and I think the thing was they kind of came out those three games. So not even including the first one within like three years, maybe four years, but I think it was three years, basically an annual franchise immediately, which again is quite rare. Yeah. And at the time it was like a stealth action adventure, but mainly like stealth was the main thing. And it was very kind of, it was chapter based, which uh, Mirage isn't now, but it, it's kind of going back to that more, that more very focused approach. So it was, it was very different to what Assassin's Creed became later on. It was definitely not an RPG. And it was very much a kind of a, a chunk by chunk story. Uh, and it, it did the thing which you're pretty better off explaining than I am, which is it had a, a modern day component, which future Assassin's Creed kind of did away with or really pushed to the background. Well, and so it was, it was present. It, it's weird because the first Assassin's Creed isn't bad, but it's like an alien to aliens or Terminator to Terminator 2 kind of thing. Like the, the second one was so much better. And that was, I think all, all the stuff that you're talking about in terms of like the present day or even the future is because of like the, the means that Ubisoft decided they needed to frame the mm. actual game. So in the real world, in the present day, you're in the animus and you're using your DNA to kind of tap into the memories of an ancestor. And that was kind of cool, but then Assassin's Creed 2 like really connected the dots and like you you played as Desmond Miles in all of the original games. He was the guy who was tapping into Altair and to Ezio. But he was with like Kirsten Bell of Veronica Mars, like the huge kind of names. Uh, John Delancey from Star Trek was one of the I think he was either the head bad guy or like the head good guy. I can't quite remember at this stage. And the reason, I guess, getting way ahead of myself and being all over the shop is that whole storyline is completely gone and absent from most of the newer Assassin's Creed games. But, you know, like in the Ezio trilogy especially, you were going into these memories and playing the actual meat and bones of Assassin's Creed to like find these important MacGuffins to stop the real, you know, present day bad guys the templars i don't even think they call them templars anymore from you know stopping the world and then it involved like future gods from like other civilizations and like it got kind of convoluted but that that was almost the sci-fi stuff that interested me the most that i was kind of playing the game from bit to bit to bit mm. to get to those points but i think i was very much the minority when it came to people who played assassin's creed and from your the look on your face as I'm looking at you explaining this, I think you are in the majority who don't care about any of that. I did not really when I played it. Uh, Desmond, of course, was Nolan North, who was the star of every video game at the time, so they needed a way to get him in because that was just what the thing was in 2008 or nine. Yep. Um, and yeah, so he was in the first three games, the first three titled games, along with the spin-off. So it was in the first five games, really. Yeah. And yeah, the story was told through him and it, it did make sense. It did tie it together. The whole thing was really explaining why we're jumping across so many different time periods. And that was, that was the vessel to do that. The next game being Black Flag still had some of that. You've you you forgotten like, Assassin's Creed 3 as probably most people did. I did just call out Assassin's Creed 3. I said the first three titled games. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, but that. that's important because it was a different like main protagonist in, yeah. what's his name? Connor in the North that's American right. wilderness. The okay, now you can, and then there was like. the end of the world or something, but then that didn't matter because then a Black Flag and Pirates. Yeah, it was 2012, so it was the end of the world, <laughs> and you, all I really remember is you could go on trees. It was like, big deal. I remember going through the preview for it, and it was like, look, look, you can run on trees now. 
But you couldn't. You could run on like five trees. You're allowed to. So, or you could run on. That was kind of like the this weird path between. If you were climbing up towers, you had to find handholds to to get higher up the tower. But if you were in trees, you kind of had to like hold forward and hope that you had quick enough reflexes to like maybe mash a little bit left because there were like very defined paths, but they were kind of mm. they were hard vague. to see. And you, yeah, like you spent most of the time trying to run through trees, but kind of just falling off the trees and having to go back to the start of the path and trying again quite a bit is mm. my biggest recollection of three. It's definitely, the series as a whole has definitely gotten better at allowing you to move, to climb around things without just lunging in the wrong direction to your death. That used to happen all the time in the Ezio era. Yeah. And it's because they didn't want to do like the Tomb Raider, here's some convenient white or yellow paint on the bit you meant to go on. It was kind of a find your own way up, but there was still a specific path that was hard to see. Yeah. And if you press, if you thought you meant to go left and you press left A, he would just lunge to death. That happens way less now. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, where I was going is in future story in Black Flag, they still had that present day storyline, but no longer Desmond. You were just unnamed, faceless, like first person camera hmm. to the point where I can't even remember any of it because of that. It was so I can remember like one scene. Well, you basically became like an employee of Ubisoft, but like they weren't yeah, calling right. it Ubisoft. It was like I think it was just Abstergo, the the hmm. the modern day mega co- right. company, like the umbrella of Assassin's Creed. But like you were using the animus to make like basically assassin's creed the video game and this really meta reference in the video game itself and i can't and then you were sort of helping the assassins and i think that maybe the templars were still there like the templars have now been replaced with like the guys with gold masks on their face guild i don't think that's their official name but yeah what what that that's because Black Flag launched alongside Assassin's Creed Rogue. So we had two AC games in the same year, which were both pirate games. They did that because Black Flag was the real game, and that was on, at the time, current gen, which was Xbox One, PS4, which just launched. Mm-hmm. And then Assassin's Creed Rogue was a last-gen-only game, so the last one come to um, 360 and PS3 exclusively. But Black Flag was cross-gen, actually, so that was on both. Yeah. So we got two. If you did have a 360, you could play both, which is interesting. They didn't release Rogue on modern consoles for ages after that. No, but it's here. It's basically here, I think, where two very core Assassin's Creed games at the same time, essentially, plus like Liberation and they had like versions on handheld games. I think this was basically the start of the the too much Assassin's Creed era. Absolutely. Um, So what was did Origins follow or was there more there that I've forgotten? Not a fact-based uh, no, show. Not a fact-based show. Um, so we had we had Black Flag, which kind of started the rejuvenation because it felt different. It was still very similar. It was probably the real beginning of the RPG elements coming in, but it was mm. still an action-adventure game. Wait, the stealth was pretty much gone by that point. Yeah. It was oh, very just... much a... Actually, there's a bunch more. There's yeah, I've forgotten tons now. They've just explained. come to mind. Like Unity, Syndicate. Unity. Yeah, they're all popping in now. Unity was the first kind of actual current gen game, and it was the one with the real dodgy face character who became a meme instantly because they just had like their skin basically not render. Yeah. And that was that was the level it was at. It was more kind of Bethesda level launch than a Ubisoft level. Until then, they'd done a pretty good job of having their games off to scratch when they launched. Yeah. Um, and they were, at this point, they kind of went back a little bit towards that more chapter-based structure than mm. Black Flag was, but it was still moving towards that. Which by this point, the stealth is gone. It's all action adventure, really. Minimal assassination. Um, 
that was kind of the end. Like the end, you'd assassinate someone, but up until that point, it was kind of like just run in. Everyone circles around you and waits their turn, and you fight them off one by one. That oh, was yeah. kind of the thing. That was the Unity era. And it was and sort so, of here that like the the historical stuff of Assassin's Creed was really kind of becoming front and center to the point where, yeah. and like this didn't happen at the same time, but the um, Notre Dame in in Paris caught fire after the release of unity mm. but they used the work that ubisoft put into unity to kind of like show the modeling of this fabled historic landmark and then like helped reconstruct the landmark through some of that work and like that's evolved into when we're getting into the the more recent entries the discovery tours that are basically just walk through this, you know, representation of this city in this historical point in time, and we're going to just give you, like, a museum, all this fact about landmarks and culture and how um, these people existed and blah, 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 blah. And it's... There's not a discovery tour for Mirage, but there is components of that kind of... If you want to treat this as, like, a almost like a learning tool more than a game, like, you can tap into those elements, which I've, I've always kind of enjoyed about Assassin's Creed. And it's in, it's nice to have it in a way that is digestible if you want to but also completely ignorable if you're also inclined yeah and that that leaning in or embracing it as a history and and factual telling medium alongside a very fictional story um kind of coincided with ditching the modern day part of it that was kind of the point where they were like you know what who cares like there's still references to um, the animus and and various things popping up. You can collect DNA samples or fragments or whatever to unlock codexes and things, but you can ignore all that. And there's there's basically no modern day story from that point onwards. There might be like a, the occasional scene, but pretty much nothing. To the point where they just kind of like, who cares why these games are connected? They're connected by the assassins being a thing. Doesn't really <laughs> matter beyond that. There was another one which I'm been trying to remember the name of the one with the two twins in england what was that that was syndicate syndicate that was evie uh, and someone i, I feel like that now evie and jacob fry there I you feel go. like that was i feel like that's really where we started to hit the too much that was kind of where we're like probably six seven years in at that point and we'd had about 12 games and it was just kind of it had been a lot um and I think that might be where they took off their first year ever. And there was kind of a gap. Not a fact-based show. Maybe the gap came later. But I feel like there was a gap. And then Origins kind of retooled everything when it came out as a, a much larger open-world game. The, the chapter structure was totally gone. It was a full-on RPG. No longer really an assassin. You're more just kind of a brute murderer at this point. It's the, the stealth element, the assassin kind of side of it was all gone. There was still the, the story part of it. But certainly didn't play like that anymore. Yeah, and it's weird because Assassin's Creed has always been kind of too bloated for my liking. And the easiest way to describe it is even in Assassin's Creed 2, you had to find like a hundred feathers in the environment to go and bring back to your like, not your castle, like your town that you owned and like help your mother restore the town. And like I did it because I was really invested, but like that was the start of like... What is now, like, not a problem just in, in Assassin's Creed games for Ubisoft, but in, like, every Ubisoft game where like, you open the map and there's 50,000 icons. million things. Yeah. And, yes, they were putting out too many games too frequently, but they were also just, like, too many big bloated games that were too frequently. And Origins 
tried to combat some of that by delaying, you know, like, putting a gap between release schedule, but also just was, like, three times bigger at the same time. So it was kind of like shooting itself in the foot at the same time it was trying to remedy some of these issues. Um, yeah, it did, but I, for me it did kind of rejuvenate it briefly because it was it felt so different it yeah. was so different to syndicate and unity it was it was way more open it was kind of more like what those games were trying to be a little bit but actually did it as a full open world it was the time when open worlds were kind of probably at their peak for just wanting to explore yeah um and and not being inundated with a million of them and a rare game that i played as we often do i played it in january i think of the following year and just as I was finishing it, the first expansion, which was a pretty major one, came out. And so I just rolled right into it for one of the only times only that I played and completed a full-on expansion after a game because it was like, it actually timed well. It didn't come out like two years later. Uh, and then that was followed by Odyssey, which most people love and, and say there's kind of a trilogy of, of full-on massive bloated RPG Assassin's Creed games. Odyssey is in the middle. Yep. A lot of people like it the best. Yep. It's my least favorite because I was so... I was just so tired from Origins and I felt like because I played the expansion as well and then like within a few months Odyssey is now out it's just too much and so I probably played 10 hours of Odyssey and I just I gave up because I was just kind of like I can't do this again and then there was another gap before Valhalla which I turns out I needed to be able to actually get through that see I did it in a slightly different way I had to play so Origins came out with the Xbox One X and I think I reviewed it. And I had it was around PAX. So I think I, I put in a lot of hours pretty quickly. So I had a pretty big gap between Origins and uh, Odyssey. That's the name of it. And But I think with both of those, it was that same kind of thing. Of, I, I did most of it, but then I kind of got burnt out because of the too many things to do on a huge map. And mm. then kind of finished it. They were my Christmas games. We've talked about this numerous times. Um but, like, even then, Odyssey just had so much extra content. And it brought the character of either Alexios or Alexandra. We picked, in this household, Alexios. Because he was, like, a fine digital interpretation of a protagonist. And we just, you know, we both both of the gay men in the house were like, Oh, I'm going to pick that one over the girl. Um, he, you know, like, there's a lot going on in the story, which I won't ruin too much. But, like, he, he gets this MacGuffin that you know, extends his life. So you're not just playing as, like, someone who lives a 80-year life. You're playing through long, long periods of time. And it's kind of tapping back into some of that sci-fi stuff that I really enjoyed that we were talking about with the original games. Um, mm. Which was really good. But then when Valhalla came out, for me, it was that really burnt out, oh, this is there's so much more of this game. Oh, oh man. Um, and Odyssey let you choose between kind of the, the male or female version of the protagonist who are two different characters. Um, Valhalla let you be Ivor, who was either a male or either a female, which was, which was a very, very smart way to do it because Valhalla eventually decided kind of which one of the Odyssey protagonists was the canon one. So, you know, as examples, we picked the male version in an Odyssey. And that just kind of wasn't the way that Ubisoft went. So if you were playing as Alexios, when you go to Valhalla, your playthrough, your experience, the role-playing that they wanted you to engage in was sort of negated because, oh, sorry, it's it was the girl one that, that got picked. So like that kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And also just Valhalla was so big. I, I just, I have not finished it and I have no intention of probably ever going back. So it's weird how we have similar experiences, but just like with different focus on game, different yeah. games 
because by the time Valhalla came out, I was really into it. One also was launching with the new consoles, and I think I did have it a few weeks early to play with that. So that was kind of some motivation to play it because it was there was no games on Xbox Series X when it launched. It was like the one. Yeah. Um, but I was ready to play it. It was probably the most different of any of them. It was full on action RPG. Learned a lot or borrowed a lot clearly from the games like The Witcher Three. It was a lot more. It was like full on into that level now. It was very. It had almost nothing in similar in um, common with the original Assassin's Creed game. Certainly not the scope of it or or how the story was structured. It was full on open world explore as you will, basically, and massive. I'm kind of surprised they released massive expansions for it because who possibly played those? Well, and it, it's it's like Ubisoft being classic Ubisoft as well. Like Black Flag, the pirate game, was so popular because it was kind of so different. Like, they really mm. leaned into the pirate thing, and they made Rogue, and then they leaned into the pirate thing and introduced Skull and Bones, which, like, still has yet to actually be released, they but refuses to die. Um, but it just gets, you know, mentioned every six or seven months, like, oh, no, it's it's coming, don't worry. What is it? Oh, it's like, it's like Black Flag, I guess, but without the... It's just the ship stuff Ten years of that. later. Yeah, well, and they put some of that back into Valhalla in a kind of a good yeah. way, but, like, just sometimes, like, too much is too much and it's not it's not helping refine the product it's like a little bit too much and that's another Hmm. pain point for me with Valhalla but obviously didn't bother you as much no but I was definitely I was I was done when I finished that game (laughs) I was glad it was done no interest in ever playing the expansions or even considering playing them I'm astonished they got released and this is the thing right like these are all good games but if you're not in the mindset to play them and you don't have the time to play them they're just so bloated and so massive and such a time sink and they're exhausting really to play and you reach a point where you often and I, I try not to do this anymore but you've played like 40 50 hours and you're kind of like i just want to finish it i just want to be done and I'm, I'm trying to be a better person and just end the game there and not necessarily finish it but it's, it's hard to do when you put that much time in you just want to skip past all the filler and just finish those last few main missions but often you can't not structured like that and that's so as much as they keep making good games it's the series can't keep going on like that like it's just it's too much the most hardcore invested fans are struggling to keep playing we both had the same experience across different games yeah and that's what they've essentially realized or someone has realized and they've they've basically gone back and they've they've intentionally taken a few steps back and they've stayed there they've wanted to purposely go back to how things was um, and and do that to make a, a more retro, streamlined Assassin's Creed game. And that is Mirage. It's very much a an early series game. If you told me right now that there was another game from that era, from, say, 2010, which they just left on the shelf and they've remastered it and released it now for the first time and it's called Mirage, I'd believe you. Like yep. it, it feels like it's from that era. And that's kind of exactly what I wanted. Like It feels old to play, but it's it's also what I wanted from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, old... I've, so I've played about an hour. You've 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 reviewed it. So you take from that what you will. You've played far more than I have. It 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 reminds me of an old game, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like an old game. It's not like playing like RE4 versus RE4 remake. Like it's not like the controls are weird. It's there there. It's more of the like defined handholds. But like you were saying, mm. it's not like you're gonna fall off a tree. Like there's a lot of ways to kind of like fix the problems that we had in the past, but still feeling like the gameplay of the past would have do you have a roundabout idea of how long it took you to to finish i guess the core story can you keep going without spoiling it uh most of this game is core story so there are there are contracts and things which are optional on the side but the the main kind of it it removes the bloat 
there's not really a great deal of optional side stuff. Yeah, there's probably a bunch of stuff to collect that I didn't bother with and I didn't even notice. Um, but for the most part, the objective you have is a main story objective, and that's it makes it so much easier to follow. I would say it's it's 15 to 20 hours, depending on your skill level and, and if you do actually do a lot of the kind of the side stuff, but there's there's way less of that. It's super obvious what your next objective is. That's kind of the main thing. They haven't okay. fixed the Ubisoft map, but they've made it so much better than it's ever been before. Okay. There's still chances for you to pick which objective you want to do next because you're essentially, it's going back to that old style, right? So you need to actually follow leads. You need to find clues. You need to figure out who it is you're trying to assassinate before you can just go kill them. Yeah. And so there are several things which lead up to ultimately that's the guy you've got to kill next. Um, and sometimes there are choices between which one do you want to go do next and that may find a clue for a different one that you're looking at down the line. But it's 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 pretty light. Like it's not an RPG. So you only have a few choices and then once you've got one set, like that's where you're going. There's not a million things on the map to distract you on the way. So I've just kind of gotten to that bit where you get to like basically the, the clue board. And it's like mm. I, the way to describe it, I think it's, it's not chapter based like Assassin's Creed 2 was where it's just like, this is the bad guy this chapter, go kill him. But like, it's like in Origins or uh, Odyssey or Valhalla where you get to kind of like the gold mask-faced shadow people and you can kind of like activate yeah. whichever one you want to try to get at and it'll kind of give you hints to progress through that storyline. And like that, those are like the main missions? Is that right? They're basically all the missions and quite often there's, there's kind of like guy in the middle with a gold face that you need to kill which turns him into a red face and there might be four submissions around that and those submissions will ultimately unmask that person so you know who it is and you figure out where they are you can normally kind of progress once you have like three quarters of the clues for that next mission you know where to go or there's often another one which might help you and it might allow a different approach because you found some additional information which otherwise wouldn't be there but yeah essentially that and so yes. there are there are smaller missions that are really just there to help you uncover information which then lead to that kind of main mission, but I'd still consider them kind of main missions. Like you need to do most, if not all of them. Okay. Um, or you, you at least probably should, because they're going to open up all the information and give you the whole story, which I found so much easier to follow than the big Assassin's Creed games, because it's kind of one long narrative. And there's really only a few main characters. So you've got Basim is your, is the protagonist who was introduced in Valhalla. He's a member of the Hidden Ones. That's the era we're in now. So it's, kind of the assassins before they were the assassins or when they were still known as the hidden ones. Um, and he's got a few supporting characters around him, but it's, it's largely just him So and his mentor. They're kind of your main cast and then much easier to follow why he's looking for these people, what the motive is, uh, and then how he's managed to find them. So okay. I often lost that in the bigger RPGs because often you'd, you'd get a story beat and then you'd go do a million other things and 20 hours later you'd end that quest line. Yeah. I completely forgot why we started it. You just so follow the yellow diamond and like, yeah, yeah it'll sort it. <laughs> Basically. And I often tuned out. So I've, I've definitely found that much easier to follow. Nice. Um, to go back to your point, I agree. It's, it's, it's not, it doesn't really feel like an old game, but it does. It feels like an old game as you remember it, not, at, not as it actually was. So mm -hmm. hence why it's more like a remaster. So yes, it controls like a modern game. But it kind of feels like a 2010 game as your mind thinks a game was in 2010, not how it actually would be if you went and played one now. And I think that's a really important distinction because it does play really well. But it goes back to the, the very classic style of you should be using throwing knives and blow darts and smoke bombs, like that level of Assassin's Creed that we haven't had for a while. Yeah. You should try and avoid direct conflict if you can. If you do need to get into it, you need to parry and you need to run away, basically. Um, but enemies will still 
attack you one by one. It's it's kind of going back to that uh, because you're not really meant to do that. You're meant to kind of hide in the shadows. You're meant to look at use your your owl to look at um, what paths enemies are taking and figure out the best way to sneak by them, basically, or stab them in the neck and push them in a bush. Uh, it's it's back to like the even though it is a modernized version of that. This is how Assassin's Creed games were 15 years ago. It's it's pretty much, it's not so much a inspired by it as a direct remaking that style of gameplay okay. against what we would expect from a modern a modern game. So related, but not. So I don't know if I've played an hour. It's probably more than an hour. Of, I've gotten through the prologue and like I'm I'm a full fledged assassin. So I don't know how long mm. that takes. Good and like, idea. I don't think that's spoilers because you're playing Assassin's Creed. Like, if get get there, um, you assassinate people. Yeah, yeah. And so for that reason, I'm like, I'm I'm enjoying what I'm playing so far. But I hope from this point on, now that I'm back into Baghdad and I'm actually like, I have agency. I hope it's gonna pick up. And I would like for you to just kind of like speak to this in a second because right now I'm I I was been playing an Assassin's Origin that I've played through like repeatedly for 15 years and there's like you know like you can hit b on on dialogue in most cases to kind of just speed through it like yeah 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 yeah. let's go let's go let's go but like a lot of the what i've been playing so far is just like unskippable cutscenes, and i'm like i know this like yeah cut off your finger like let's hidden blade let's go come on come on come on come on come on does it at the point where i am at does it become less annoying <laughs> that's not a good yes. way to put it okay good i do i know what you mean the the first hour or so is by far the weakest okay uh good. i found similar i didn't really enjoy the very start it felt like you know when you start a game any game and you just know that you're still early in the tutorial and almost that is is enough to put you off because it's like oh i just want to get into it properly but i'm still ages away getting into the real game that's a good two hours of this game. And it's really before you get to Baghdad is the, that's the issue. That's, that's when you're kind of, it's setting up the story about being a, a thief turned assassin basically, but there is a yeah. lot of setting it up there. There's a lot of introducing you to what are actually fairly light um, skill trees and upgrades and things like that. It, it's not super deep, but it still takes forever to introduce all that. Um, do you but find yeah, this enjoyable? Like, so far his story is is not like Ezio, but it's kind of like Ezio. And I'm like, I liked Ezio's better. Like, it does Bezim, and like I can't remember exactly what happened in Valhalla, but I feel like I don't like him. So does that change? I don't mind him because he, he gives me some Aladdin vibes. He's kind of the <laughs> the street thief who's you rooting for. He does have that Ezio very like straight deadpan delivery. Um, I think his his uh, old lady assassin mate whose name has just me the one from the expanse the voice that yeah, sounds like it hurts it. when she talks yeah she's also in mass effect too she does have such a cool voice and it works as a like a i'm like a master apprentice situation with her kind of in so i feel like the two of them bouncing off each other is quite enjoyable um yeah it's it's certainly an easier story to follow if you're if you play assassin's creed games because you want to really relate to the assassin you're playing as probably not the one for you i haven't found that in most of them to be honest i'm just i'm just killing people basically um but yeah it definitely opens up i think i think we're going to get a real so by the time you listen to this all the reviews will be out but we're recording it not to show you how the sausage is made slightly before then i think there's going to be a massive mixed bag i think some people are going to really dislike it because they think it's a few steps back and it's really dated and it's it doesn't progress the series and it purposely doesn't progress the series it actually takes it back massively and really strips it back then I think there's going to be people like me who's had enough of that massive RPG, and I, I really like the more core, focused, structured 
we now need to go figure out how to assassinate this guy. And that's kind of what I wanted again. I do not want this to be like he's Assassin's Creed Mirage 2 next year or the year after. Like it, I think it needs to be a one and done probably or at least a few years before we get another one. Yeah. Sounds like that's what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you will see a mixed bag because of that. I think you will see people play the first couple of hours and, and kind of be put off by how slow it is and how it, it does give that old allure to it, which is very intentional, but it's... It's probably not for everyone. It's for a very specific audience, which I think is kind of us. It is kind of the people who are, are ready for this again. It'd be interesting to see what someone who'd only started the series at, say, Origins or or even Valhalla thought of this. Because if you went those two games and then you went all the way back to 2009, basically, it'd be a pretty stark jump. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, I think important to acknowledge, and a lot of people won't, that when everything's costing between 110 and 125 dollars, this has priced itself at 80, and so it realizes it's a smaller experience. If it was any longer than 20 hours, it'd be too much because it's it's kind of that similar blueprint. You don't want to keep. Now it's assassinate the 25th guy in this game. Like it's too much. So it's it got the the balance right. I think there's kind of just enough content. As someone who at the start of the show identified himself as a 250 year old man, like I want. Like, a, mm. a 15 to 20 hour game, yeah, okay. I want, like, a tight 8 at this point. And I don't, I don't, I don't assign a value to, like, a dollar value to an hour's invested time. So, I'm I'm all for this. And I, 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 I am liking what I've played so far. It's, I know it's been slow. And I, like, I can see the point where I've gotten back into the city and, like, the, the world is my oyster. Or the Baghdad is my oyster. So, I'm... I like it. I'm not obviously going to give it a review, but you can go read Ben's. It'll be on the website by the time you read this. Anything you want to say before we skip ahead and, and get out of here? That's basically it. Give it a go. Um, I would say remember to unlock tools because I didn't for the first few hours. You need to unlock the skills which allow you to unlock more tools. Uh, and that kind of makes it a lot more fun. Once you've got a few more options on how you can kill some of these pesky guards... And you do slaughter a bunch of them, even though there's not really direct combat in this game. That opens up your opportunities, and it? it gives it a bit more of that puzzle atmosphere. So that's when I started to have more fun with it. It wasn't just the very slow handhold. You go to the yellow dot. You still go to the dot, but there's there's different ways to get there. Nice. Well, go ahead to the site for that. You you can't go to the site to read our review of uh, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC, but we've both played it. Uh, I have a cheat sheet for all the puzzles if you're trying to speed run it. Um, my quick, succinct thoughts, because I was talking about this with Alex Anil, who is the CVX freak. He's been on this podcast before. He's the Resident Evil guy. I love him. Um, it's it's basically like, four, is it $15, I think, in Australia? Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. And it's like, you. it's basically the duration of Resident Evil 3 Remake. So if you're looking for value in gaming and actually like really good content, like this DLC is is quite good. I'm a huge RE4 fan to begin with. I know you're a fan of RE4, not necessarily the franchise in full. What what did you make of this piece of DLC? Well, I've played it, which as I, I think I said a few episodes ago, I definitely wouldn't play it because I don't do DLC, but it was so cheap and I did like it enough. Well, I see, I really like RE4 Remake and I've remembered how to play it enough that I felt like I could go back to it. Yeah. It hasn't been that thing where it's years away. It's, it's only really been a few months. And so I, I picked it up again and I, I'm glad they put like a, a five minute tutorial in to kind of remind you, press this button to do this. Because I had forgotten that, but it, it kind of came back pretty quickly. Um, I've only played the first three chapters, I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I think there's like six off the top of my head. Okay, 
So maybe I'm halfway-ish. It's probably like four yeah. hours first playthrough, I'd say. Four or five. Which is, yeah, that's the length of Resident Evil 3 Remake. So great value. It, it feels in the story really well because, again, it, it's just been long enough that I wouldn't have remembered exactly where Ada's story is linking up to Leon's. So quite often something will happen and then they'll kind of show you where Leon's up to at that point. And it all comes back then because yeah. I have played it quite recently, but if they, they've done it really well. Um, yeah, I think as far as DLC goes, really good. I'm almost surprised they haven't charged like 40 or 50 bucks for this. Like, I, not that I'm advocating for Capcom to do that, but I would I would still recommend it to people at that price just because like it's 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 as long if not equal to or maybe a little bit shorter than RE3 but probably more enjoyable than RE3 and it's sort of more enjoyable because the RE4 remake was really good regardless but like mm. separate ways I don't know how where you are in this but like it's introduced big elements of the original RE4 that kind of didn't make the cut and we're we're talking about RE3 remake like half of the game didn't make the cut so it's it's like good and it's kind of like hitting those like remember berry buttons for people who have played the original and really liked it, but went like, oh, where were those lasers? Because the movie with the lasers came out around the same time, so they put them in the video game too. Like, there's lasers in this one. So it's 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 very, very good. You should check it out. Um, but we're going over time, so we got to go. Let's get out of here. Um, anything you want to add? Where do we find you on the internet? What's happening? I don't even know. I'm, I'm somewhere there. Um, just randomly look around. You can see me on Survivor, because I've actually got something there now. You can check out my Assassin's Creed Mirage review. There's tons you, of stuff. And like fancy? soccer soccer things? Not soccer things. Soccer. Sports sports things. I don't know about soccer. No one even calls it soccer. What am I doing? Anyway, go to Survivor. Follow the yellow diamond to get your quest fulfilled, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>